Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining. Um, we're really excited. Today is our official very first podcast of Drug Dealing Bookers. Um, we hope that you enjoyed our trailer and we're really looking forward to putting out some good content for everyone. Um, so joining me today is Tanisha and Cheryl and I'm Cheryl Lynn um, and we'll be your hostesses. Um, and we are really excited to read books together um, and review together. Yeah, review books Laugh together. Laugh and love together. <laughs> and drink, drink wine. Drink wine together. Drink wine. Drink wine. Together. And cheers. cheers. First book club podcast. Um, so kind of our whole point, and anybody can chime in if they want to, but our point of this was we all really like to read books and discovered that we like to talk about books. Mm. And we thought that we should share that with all of you. But why drug dealing, Cheryl Ann? <laughs> That's <laughs> a good question, dealer. Cheryl. <laughs> Thank you. And um, how casual, yeah. Uh, no, I really like it. Uh, <laughs> so we all work in pharmacy and we've yeah. um, kind of, I think, Cheryl, how long have you been in pharmacy? 25 years? Oh my gosh. 1994. Wow. And mm. I'm at 16 years. I am at 18. 18 years. Okay. Wow. Somebody do the math. I'm the oldest. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> good job. <laughs> How many pharmacy years is Which number is bigger? How many? You said 18. <laughs> you said 18. 18, yeah. So between us, we're like at 30, 34. 59 years. 59 years of pharmacy. Years of pharmacy. And what's crazy moly. is that you can't see our faces, but we're like... Foxy ladies um, in pharmacy and hey, we're not like when you say we have 59 years in pharmacy, we sound like we're like crippled old 90 year old ladies. No, like we've just all been in it a long time. Started Um, early. Yep. And so I was a child prodigy. I started at 16. (laughs) Did you really? No. (laughs) No. Dirty liars. Um, so a little bit about ourselves. We are located in Oregon, um, the Dalles, Oregon. So that's... Not Dalles, it's the, the Dalles. Dalles. The Dalles, because we are special and dignified. Mm. Um, oh, or it's weird, but... Our listeners can't see what our town looks like. Oh, it's huge. So it's so big. Dignified. <laughs> it's a metropolis. The, it's actually, I like to say we live in the gorge. The gorge. Mm. We because are in a beautiful... beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful area. By and, Hood River, Stevenson, Cascade Locks. In other words. And the, a couple exciting things about our area. The Dalles is amazing. The Dalles. The The historic armpit of the gorge. But I think some cool things, like we have some exciting things, like Hood River is the windsurfing and kiteboarding capital of the world. Mm -hmm. That's pretty big. And that's just 17 miles up the road. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mount Hood is 45 minutes away. Yeah, we're right in between a bunch of volcanoes. We can see... In certain parts, we can see Mount Adams and yeah. Mount Hood and in Mount St. Helens. We live I'm old among where death. I remember when Mount St. Helens erupted. You might not be old enough. No, for that I was crazy. Nope, I remember that. I was, I was born in '84. 
I think it was in 81, wasn't it? It was 1980. It was 80. It was negative for... Yep. I, there were the puffy clouds up in the sky, and ash started falling. It was crazy. Yeah, I've heard it was That's insane. Creepy. So um, I'm, I guess we'll tell a little bit about ourselves, because we want you guys to get familiar with us if you have yeah. to listen Again. to us every so, couple weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to keep telling about ourselves, because we're awesome. But <laughs> We are. Um, Let's just talk about ourselves. Let's talk about the book. <laughs> We're, we're not talking about the books. Screw Let's the talk books. about how awesome we are. <laughs> uh, but I'm the technician of the group. Um, so I work with these lovely pharmacists. And uh, I'm originally from Montana, which I like to point out because everyone from Montana is very proud of it. But I lived oh, there for 20 right. years. And now I've been in Montana. Oregon. Montana. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. Wow. <laughs> I know. All my Montana friends are going to be like, oh. Just uh, I love Montana. Mm, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're never it's, it's a beautiful state. There. Actually, I loved A River Runs Through It. Brad Pitt, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. Yeah. Did you leave yep. my friend? Just the doctor in it. Um, um, so I've been, yeah. I'll tell us a little bit more about myself and then we're going to go into each of us, but I've been a technician since I was 20. Um, so I'm at year 16, yeah. getting ready to go 16. I was in retail pharmacy for a long time with high school pharmacy and then Walgreens. And then now I've been in hospital pharmacy for 11 years mm-hmm. and, um, done oncology and, done, you know, retail and inpatient acute care. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, now I run the 340B program, which I will never explain to all of you because I would like you to keep oh, listening. God, so, <laughs> I'm the you. only nerd in the world that likes 340B, so yeah, you won't have to listen. I'm it's just about money. Just money and money, drugs. money, 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 money. And government. I government really does. am a drug dealer. And this is, this is the financial part of it. Government. Yeah. yeah, no. So that's about myself. Excellent. Um, me, I am Tanisha. I am a pharmacist. I started as a technician when I was 17. I did retail for several years. I did veterinary compounding for about a year, which was interesting. And then um, I went to hospital after I got burnout on retail, which is a thing. And so I went to the (laughs) hospital, which I adored. And I ended up, I worked at the VA, but then I ended up working at a cancer institute. And I found out that I loved oncology so that's kind of where I went pharmacy school and then cancer center cancer center so now I'm here but I grew up in Utah very nice yeah. go Utes yes you Utah Utes they're fan. killing it this year yeah I know okay. okay I'm Cheryl go Cougs Woo! I went to Washington not BYU State. Cougars no Different no ones, Washington please. State Cougars um and I've been a pharmacist like I said since two no since 1994 so that's a mm. lot of years and i have been working retail for most of my career mm. and i worked hospital pharmacy at a small hospital as the hospital pharmacist for uh, about 5 or 6 years until mm. we adopted our son and then i kind of took a leave and took a break and went retail really part time mm. and then I went into pharmacy management in retail, mm. which burned me out really, really quickly. Mm. And then I took a job as a retail pharmacist in our hospital, 
and I love it. It saved my life. It's the best job, and I am so grateful that I got this job. She's and saying all this, assuming our boss is listening. Uh, <laughs> Just yes. AC. <laughs> we love our boss. She is our boss is the yeah. best director in the she whole the world. Best. I do love my job. No, I really, honestly, I really do love my job, and I love retail and i'm so thankful to be in a in a retail pharmacy job where i can actually talk to my patients and get mm. to know them again mm. unlike big box store retail which like is where is. you get burnout yep. yeah well, yep so that's me that's me yeah so um kind of our whole purpose is we all decided we liked reading books and we wanted an excuse to get together and drink wine and what better mm. than to read books and talk about them um, and, and then it's socially mm. acceptable to drink wine because you're being literary reading books yeah. in combination, right? Ooh, yes. We yeah. So now we're dignified drinking Ooh, and library. we're sitting in the Buckingham Palace, uh. i.e. Cheryl's house. And, <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> but we really wanted to, we thought, oh, you know, we all kind of listen to podcasts here and there. I'm really into crime podcasts. It's mm. uh, kind of consumed by them. I'll do a shout out to Crime Junkies, one of my favorites. Um, but really, I love. I started kind of falling in love with podcasting, and uh, everyone who knows me knows that I'm a talker. So, mm. kind of seems like it, it's worth giving it a shot. Yeah. But we just thought it'd be fun to kind of do something different, and we all thought with us being in pharmacy all day, uh, I think everyone kind of knows pharmacy is in general a funny department. I think hospitals. It's a kinda... bunch of nerds getting together. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's not fun about that? Hospital <laughs> pharmacy is especially nerdy. But I mean, honestly. like, we're also super crass. We always joke around that they yeah. keep pharmacies like in cement walls away from patients because For a reason. we're all kind of filthy, and then you yes. can only deal with so much like verbal abuse from people in retail mm. and different situations, mm. and deal with so much that. We all have quite a funny sense of humor, I believe. I think in every pharmacy. I always forget that the retail pharmacy is right there. And so, and I'm quite loud. <laughs> so I'm sure I've said a lot of inappropriate yes, things. You are. I know. So we <laughs> thought it would be fun. <laughs> we thought it'd be fun to uh, kind of reach out to the medical community and you get to kind of see what pharmacy really thinks so behind those behind cement doors. the cement doors <laughs> for wine me me too, <laughs> me too. we're okay. drinking a behringer cabernet this, cab yes, this is a behringer out of our beautiful wine decanter napa valley it's aerated although i really yeah. do prefer the washington walla walla valley wines oh. but i don't have any um, I yeah, I just prefer ones that taste good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's red. It tastes it's good. red. I like red it. Red Cabernet is my favorite. And that is one thing our area is known for, too, is we have, we're like a little mini Napa. We have so much mm-hmm. wine here. Yeah. Between. Oregon's known for its Pinots. Washington Walla Walla Valley really has some awesome wines. And yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, yeah, just like our little, our whole area is. Really, wine and beer mecca. Which yes. is well, nice. my bathtub yeah. makes a mean gin. Oh, <laughs> oh I really don't. Okay. Yeah, we used to do the spodies in college. I guess I've gotten past that. Because yeah, you moved on. Wine in it. Don't make fun of me, but what's a spodie? Okay, in a bathtub, you put a bunch of fruit. 
all oh, kinds of fruit. Jungle vodka. juice. Yeah, mm. jungle juice. Basically, we call it a Everclear and fruit and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, mm. whatever booze everybody brings over, we just throw it in there. Hey, we used to use horse troughs in Montana. Mm. We take horse troughs and make jungle juice. Awesome. No, it's yeah. kiddie pools. Oh, Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like the kiddie pool idea. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Oh, let's do that this summer. <laughs> Okay. Keep listening for our podcast night, drinking jungle juice out of a kiddie pool. Let's see what how much book reviewing we get done then. Oh, okay. Keep listening for drug dealers on jungle juice. Talk to you live from Cheryl's kiddie pool. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Uh, okay, so enough about us. Um, we have read a book. Yeah, we already read a book, and it's kind of funny because we got together to record it, and we got a trailer recorded, which hopefully you've listened to that, Um, and we're pretty excited to get that done, but then we thought we recorded the episode, and we had Mm. some really good, funny stuff. Oh, it was hilarious. We were hilarious. You were rolling and just cracking. My face, I felt like the Joker. I went home, and I'm not kidding, I felt like I had a perma-smile. Like, I walked in... (laughs) And my husband's like, wow, you look like you've had a really good time. I just had this, like, creepy permanent, like, my cheek yeah. apples were just, like, oh, it's so cute. So, yeah, I had a really good time. Um, yeah. But sadly, we didn't, it didn't record, and that was really <laughs> sad. So, um, so this is take two. This is take two. So... We're... So it's going to be a little bit different because yeah. it's not really impromptu but we still have we still feel the same way about the book which is by the way yes the silent patient by alex michaelides michaelides i'm not sure but it's spelled m-i-c-h-a-e-l-i-d-e-s i just say michaelides but she says michaelides and i I call him mike and ike alex michaelides michaelides that's probably right so if you hear michaelides if you hear Mike and Ike, I don't know what to tell you. They're Alex, yeah, I think you should shorten your name to Alex Michael because oh, it would be, be nice. easier. Mm. And it's kind of a cool name. Alex oh, Michael. inside note, disclaimer, just because there has to be a disclaimer. These are our personal opinions. If oh. the author happens to listen to this, it's Good not an attack point. personally on you. Yeah, you know, we're just a bunch of drunk really You did a really good job. You did better in than your own me way. ever. Because you wrote a book. really his first book. Yeah, well, and how I'm, many books have you written and got published? I know. Well, that's mm-hmm. what we want yeah. Alex, Mike, so, and Ike to know is that yes. we really do appreciate that you're out there, and yeah. we're gonna sound like we're tearing apart your book potentially, but <laughs> but we really are really proud of you, we and we hope proud. that you take this constructively to yeah. potentially to write better. your second book that a little read better and and, and yeah. absolutely, and we can love. talk about how far you've come and you thrown into your book writing yeah. element. I probably won't read it, but maybe the other two will. <laughs> Alex, Mike, and I, I'm going to read your second book. Okay, Cheryl and Will. Yeah. My name. I might too. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, okay. Silent Patient. So, that the, I, I'm i Cheryl Lynn, and I picked patient. the first one, uh, and I picked a psychological thriller because mm. I'm obsessed with true crime. 
Mm-hmm. We'll say that many times. Um, and I love psychological thrillers and, mm-hmm. and murdery things. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought that this would be great. And I reviewed. So I'm not very good at, I'm developing my book reading skills as far as um, picking out books. So I basically went on Amazon and Googled top psychological mysteries <laughs> and poof, Silent Patient <laughs> came up and bam, that's where I was. And I read the inside jacket. It sounded really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's how I picked out our first book. That's a great story. <laughs> right? <laughs> I hope we all have such a story with our books. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> So what was your general overall thoughts that you like? Okay, so like I said, I wish you guys could have heard the first episode because Mm -hmm. watching me transform Mm -hmm. from really liking the book Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. being absolute bitterly, bitterly angry about the book was pretty... uh, It was great. It was great. I I am a half glass full type of person. I'm very optimistic in all things. And sorry for the police siren that will not stop um, that you keep hearing in the background. Um, Told you. It keeps doing it. <laughs> um, but I... Cheryl, you're not supposed to bring the drugs home. <laughs> I know. Man, they're here to get us on our first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but it's I... Only hydrocodone. I'll drop it down the sink. <laughs> like all the other patients yes. who accidentally Are flush it down the... ones? <laughs> Those sell better on the street. I can only have the I yellow... Know. <laughs> I have an allergy and I, I need brand name Percocet. Yellow Qualitest only. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Back so, to the book. Back to the book. Um, so I'm a half glass full type of person. Yeah. I always read books and I'm like, oh, no, I try to find the good in them. And yeah. um, I was pretty happy with this book when I first read it. I was yeah. like, you know what? That was great. Like, there's twists in it I didn't see coming. Um, so we really like surprises and things that aren't super predictable. Mm-hmm. And then so, we soured you. Well, I think we should say what we each yeah. thought about the book first off. Yeah. Like, I yeah. I came into our book club saying, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it. Out of a one to five, I give it, I gave it, like, a four. I mm-hmm. think I was yeah, pretty high. Did. Right you after we started yeah. reading, you were, like, all about it. Oh, Cheryl, yeah. I think you're really yeah. going to like it. Really I was at great. work. So here's yep. what's really fun about our book club is most people only get together, like, yeah. every so often. We get to work together every day. So every day we're like talking about we're, our podcast and our book it. club and, and how we're doing in the book. And I took off reading it and was like, I kept saying like, oh, this book is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I walked in our book club ready. I was solid at a four. I thought four out of five. Great book. I saw a twist. I didn't see. Mm-hmm. It kept me guessing. I liked it. Uh, Tanisha, what was your? I can't. I think I was at a three. for So... I rarely give fives. Five is, like, amazing. I loved it. It touched me. Four is, like, I would totally recommend this to someone. I really enjoyed it. Three is kind of like, meh. Um, And then, you know, it's like, it was good, not bad. And then two is kind of like, uh, Those are noises. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can But, uh, so I actually went in and say that this was a three where it was kind of like a, I didn't really like it. I didn't really hate it. It was just kind of like middle road. I wouldn't recommend it to somebody, but it's not like I, you know, regretted my time reading it necessarily. I thought it was a really quick read. I mean, you know, sometimes I like to just read a book just to forget about everything else and be able to just read the book. Yeah. Um, however, when I started this book and this is no fault of Alex, this is a fault of me. 
I started reading and I missed a word and I got caught up on the sentence and I was like, this makes no sense. This is grammatically incorrect. I cannot make sense of this. And I must have read it probably five or six times, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I could not, I read, he has eyes to see and ears to hear may convince himself that no mortal can keep a secret. That makes no sense. <laughs> so I read it again. That don't make no sense. He has eyes to see and ears to hear may convince himself that... What? He has eyes to see and ears to hear may convince himself that no mortal can keep a secret. Mm, that mm. makes no sense. So I got totally caught up on that. And then I, I we had put to hear it about down it and yeah. I texted a big long rant <laughs> it was to awesome. Tanisha and Sherilyn. Mm. And then I picked it up again and I read... He that has eyes to see <laughs> and ears to hear. Oh, and so then oh I kind of got off on a tangent and I thought, never mind. I just felt like. Retract everything. I just texted you. I felt like Gilda Radner from <laughs> SNL when she was, oh, what's her name? When she would be going off on a rant and then she'd say, and they'd say, no, wait, wait, wait. That's right. It was he that has. Never mind. And that's what I felt like. So I went off yeah. on a tangent on that. But anyhow. And then what was the line that you guys had such a problem with, too? Oh. oh. There okay. was so when this he part said, that. Oh, but it's not about me. I'm not the hero of this story. The story's not about me. And so me. for the first three quarters of the book, it was all about him. That is it. So wow. here was oh the God. total difference between us. For me, I'm like, I read it. It's a sentence. Who cares? And it was mm-hmm. just something to throw you off. And it, I liked his story. And I liked her story initially. And mm-hmm. I was like, ladies, get over it. No, and it, it was a lie. made me laugh because clearly I'm the technician and they're the pharmacist oh, of oh, like, please. yeah, okay. no, don't do that. No. But I just mean, like, Stop it. attention to detail. Like, you guys were like... Oh, attention to detail, and she misread the same <laughs> sentence 40 times. <laughs> Good God. But it just made me laugh because they were super stuck on that first part, and I was like, ladies, let it go. Move no, on. I, I, I hate being lied to. I really couldn't. And it was a lie. I mean... I, and I was okay that it, the story was all about him, but don't yeah. tell me it's not all about you when clearly it is <laughs> all about you. Yeah. It and was, it really uh, was. And that's okay. It was a good story, but don't say it's not. Right. And this is, and this leads us into, he does many of these like fake misdirections where he's like, oh, I'm doing this so that you guys will think this way. <laughs> and it has, serves no purpose whatsoever. Other than making me feel that I'm being lied to. This is where we really led Cheryl in on yes. the golden path. Yeah, this golden was it. And so I feel like a tour. You didn't catch the misdirections, did you? No, not until. But then I, after, when we had our last meeting, yeah. I had but some honestly, revelations uh, too about like, whoa, yeah, did. he yeah. lied about this. But before we go on talking more about what we thought about the book, I think we should tell you a little bit about what the book's about. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right? That's fair enough. Hopefully Just so then. But yeah. I mean, we won't give any spoilers. Oh, well, there might there's going to be spoilers in here. I'm sorry. Don't listen to this if there's spoiler. If you, oh, although if we're going to talk about assuming that everybody's read it, right? Yeah. You know what? Let's do this. If you have not read "The Silent Patient" by Alex Michaelides, turn the podcast off right now. Read the book, and then you can turn it off. Turn it off. Okay. We'll give you the count of ten: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And spoilers. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. but, and you know, and it's funny because, 
So there's basically a patient, and you guys will have to leave me on this because it's been a little bit since we've read it now, but Mm -hmm. there was a woman who uh, was charged for killing her husband, Mm. and ever since he died and she killed him, she's been silent and refuses Mm. to talk, and she was this really profound artist um, and was getting um, notoriety, was getting pretty famous in the art world, and so people were really shocked by this, and after she killed her husband, she painted this amazing painting that was really encrypted called Mm -hmm. the Alcestis based on a Greek tragedy. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we'll get more into that as we start talking about the book, but she painted this painting. Everyone didn't really know what it meant. um, And she basically was put into a mental institution because she didn't fight. She didn't fight them when they said that she killed her husband. She didn't say yes or no or say anything. So she just kind of went along with it. They just put her in a mental place and because they couldn't really convict her of, premeditation or anything yeah but they did think that they that she murdered him and so because she was not speaking they said well obviously she must be crazy yeah she must be crazy and she must have done it and so our main character of the story you would it's it it acts like it's her but really it's this guy named theo uh boring guy named theo and he's a is he a psychotherapist is that what he is yeah it's like a psychotherapist and his mission is to save this girl and get her talking and figure out what's going on and so it starts out interesting enough where it really we talked about this a lot where Mm -hmm. it really you kept wanting to know more and more about the girl um you kept wanting to know what was her story why is she not talking she was actually the hero of the story Mm -hmm. according to theo yeah because theo said that he was the or she was the hero and she was the interesting one that's why i was excited to read this i'm like ooh, there's gonna be something dark and mysterious yes, about this. I can't wait to read about I can't, the hero. Yeah, I can't or read the it, heroine. Yeah, to go like inside her mind and see what's going on. But that was we didn't get that till like the very, very end. And even then it was like in yeah. a diary format. That was, that was crap. Alex. Yeah, and the thing, so there's a lot in this book that as we were talking, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it I just took at face value and I just didn't really read deep into it until we all started picking it apart yeah. and realizing that there's some like really effed up errors in this book. Yes. Like there are total, yes. the thing, I started getting irate the last time we recorded, <laughs> like full on irate because I felt completely lied to. Yes. Like yeah. your parents tell you they're gonna take you to Disneyland and then they're like, nope, never mind, just joking. Like You're I felt like, yeah, I felt like it was just a total or, lie. Like if they tell you an avocado, it's... <laughs> oh, an artichoke. Thanks for bringing oh, that up our first okay. podcast, jerk. Oh, that's kind of Listen we'll later that. for our extra episode where you get to learn about my embarrassing interaction with an artichoke, apparently. Um, but <laughs> Jeez. not today's episode. But um, basically, he you feel lied to after you read this book because yes. they go on all of these tangents about um, about, oh, he's doing all this stuff to discover why she did what she did when and this kind of gets into the spoilers, but yeah. it, it turns out that, so she, I don't even know how to relate He knows that. exactly what, like, he, he knows exactly that she killed him. He, it's, he acts like this main character, Theo, the writer's acting like Theo's trying to figure out, like, who really murdered or, or what was kind of, he knew, he knew all along. So it turns out, just kind of yeah. spoiler alert till it yeah. tells you about the book, he finds out his wife is cheating on him and he so it's telling these two stories about this girl is a silent patient and the therapy he's doing with her to try to 
uncover what really happened when all along he fucking knew. And then it's talking about uh, (laughs) his life and his... Oh, swear words. Oh, I put on there that there might be explicit words. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Thanks. (laughs) Don't worry. Beep. Um, But (laughs) so then it talks about, it follows his life and his relationship and kind of what's happened with him. And he finds out his wife is cheating with this man. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't have the balls. First off, the thing, some of the things that pissed me off about the book was he didn't have the balls to approach his wife. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Oh, well, I'll just, I'll just lay low and maybe it'll stop. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. I'll just stalk. Yeah. You know, the guy, you know, and then scare the bejesus out of his wife or whatever. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to confront my wife who is a whore and who's two-timing me behind my back. Right. Yeah, like you have all, you won't confront your wife and just have a conversation that you found these really explicit emails and you caught yeah. her making out with the guy in the corner and <sighs> lying about it. You can't confront her, but he follows the guy and almost bashes his head in with a rock, but he hears a noise and he gives up. And then things like he goes on all these weird tangents to find find the patient, the silent patient. He goes on these weird tangents to get to know her and and know what her childhood was like and why things went the way they went. And why she might have murdered him. And and he knew the entire time. Spoiler is that all along he, so she kept saying, she has this diary and she wrote in this diary that there was somebody stalking her. And there was some man always standing outside of her window and no one believed her and her husband thought she was crazy and blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. the ending is is that he, Theo, is the man. So yes. all along he knew all of this was going on. He didn't yes. need to know her childhood because he knows why she killed her husband. And that yes. was because instead of confronting his wife all along or the guy, yeah. he goes and stalks the wife, the other wife, yeah. the silent patient, and then shows up in her house and... Mm-hmm does this huge orchestration which she kills her husband right in front of him and so it's just it's very well he leaves so he didn't really see her kill because he like pretends kills her so that the husband's like oh no and then she then he walks out he leaves the gun and walks out and so she picks up so he didn't actually see theo didn't see her kill the husband but he knows. Like he, he knows. Left, he left yeah. the gun there for her. Like looked her right. in the eye. Because it kind of said your husband's having an affair. Yeah, your husband's my having wife. an affair exactly. And he just when I when I gave him a choice of killing you or him, he chose himself. Here's the gun. Do what you will with it. Bye. <laughs> and like, so to, I think we have to explain the, the Alcestes uh, oh, yeah. plot. The whole book it talks about this Alcestes, and she paints this Alcestes painting. Yeah. And it's basically they. Then he gets in. He, the Theo goes in and he reads about Alcestes about what is this? Yeah. And it was some Greek thing where uh, two people were going to get taken down to the underworld. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they were going to take them to the underworld. And but like one of the two people had to go. And the no, it was like the the husband died, and they came to collect him. And he's like, no, no, don't take me. And then well, I need somebody. So the wife goes, oh, you can take me instead. And instead of the husband going, no, honey, I'll go. He's like, yeah, okay. But we probably don't really need to explain this to our podcast listeners because at this point they've read the book. Hopefully, hopefully you've read it. But anyway, I didn't understand why that was even, like, I feel like he was trying to make this book deeper. Into a deep thing, like, oh, I'm going to bring an obscure painting 
into my literary masterpiece. Yes. And it will be it, even that, more yeah. of a masterpiece. And really, I just didn't find it was a masterpiece. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't think the writing was particularly um, brilliant. No. I or even kind of brilliant. It was just very plain, very yeah. plain Jane, like you know something that I would have written in high school. Yeah, and we talked about yeah. um, one thing that what bothered me is I feel like he had direction probably laid out for the book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like either he was went back and was like, no, I need to add more exciting stuff, mm-hmm. or his editors did. And he didn't realize that by changing things, he unraveled a lot of other ends, and yes. he did nothing to tie yeah. those up. Yes. So that kind of pissed me off was he goes yeah. and he, like when he goes Lazy. to find her family and he's doing yes. all this weird stuff with a cousin, what was the point if it was him all along? He and knew who it was. He knew the whole story so already. Weird. So why is he going and interviewing the cousin and interviewing the aunt and, and talking to all these people? Yeah. Why? You're like her brother. You already knew what was going on. Yeah, and then the thing that pissed me off too is, again, you think he's like being a detective because he does this flushing out where he like it gives these cryptic messages to the cousin and to the art dealer and to her brother-in-law thinking that and you know and even in the book he's like we're just going to wait and see what happens so you're thinking he's trying to flush something out they never right. go back to that again because there's yeah. nothing to flush out. Yeah, yeah, so then just this random waste of my time. Yes. For something that had nothing to do with the story. Although yes. it was a quick read, so it wasn't much <laughs> of a waste of time. That is true. The thing that, and I know we talked about this a lot too, was uh, we talked kind of about, you know, if I were to rewrite it, I think that if he just would have put a little bit more care mm. into his loose ends and different things, he maybe would have come up with a more um entertaining ending because it was yeah. a shock like i w- did feel shocked at yeah. the end like yeah. whoa true yeah i did yeah. too but then it, there were things like why didn't there were just different things that if i would have written it i would have done the yeah. endings completely different yeah i would have too it would have been a like if if he was really interested like if he really had a guilty conscience of like wow i feel like i forced her to kill her husband i i'm horrible and i need to help her he should have just gone up to her and be like, hey, let's sort this out. Let's help you through this. I'm sorry I was such a jerk. But instead it gets weird where he's like, he he researches her, but then, oh no, she figures out who he is. And so then he tries yeah, to kill he her. Because he a mask on in her house, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. that's why but she it's like didn't his supposedly voice. know. Yeah. But, he but and then voice. as soon as she recognizes him, he like panics and like tries to kill her. What is that? Fear? Oh, the tr- when he tried to kill her part. Yes. That was that, that was, was so ridiculous. That was so stupid. So Pharmacists. Yes. Yes. Let's first talk about the freaking uh, yeah. insane morphine oh dose. I'm, I'm to... sorry, Alex, Mike, and Ike, but research your drug. This Come on, research your the pharmacokinetics. Have you ever had surgery or anything when you've had like... an, an IV injection of morphine? I mean, and it was so... like a massive dose. Yeah, it, it was, was enough, to, to, put enough to put her in a okay. coma. Yeah. And so he injects her with all this morphine, and then she goes, oh, I gotta write all this down. <laughs> and she writes an entire freaking book. She writes like about a page and a half or two or three. Obviously, uh, no. Alex, Mike, and I could seven. You are done. in a coma. <laughs> she would have gone like, yeah. I have to, and then she's out. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. She would have made it that far. I, I know. Like when I had surgery, I was like, 10, 
line and I woke up. Like that just threw me off right oh, there. Yeah, yeah. you got to research better. Yeah. That was yeah. ridiculous. Talk about suspension of belief. That I mean, I can go happen. so far, but that was ridiculous. Clearly, Alex Mike and I has never done IV narcotics, which is no, a great which thing. Which is good. Good for good you. Good job. But We're glad you're not a drug user. But which is good. Ugh. That's a good thing, Alex. Yeah, like, way to go, yeah, Alex. Way to go, good Alex. job. You don't really know yeah, how drugs I'm work. I'm glad you don't know your drugs. <laughs> but. And but then it didn't make sense that he really didn't do anything wrong other than scaring her. And then yeah, he did bound them up and kind of so maybe he could get some charges pressed against them. But nothing like jail time wise to where he should be afraid. Yeah. Like so, what if she found out how you were? You didn't kill anybody. You didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, so why did he drug her? So why did yeah? Why did, why he, did try he try and to kill, kill her? her? Why? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like I, that's another loose end that I was like, why, Alex? Yeah, it really why? did make sense and then the whole pulling the weird christian riff in the the whole other therapist guy oh right like and then Um, trying to act like he did it It was just weird and messy like yeah it wasn't mm. a good clean mystery whodunit it Mm. i mean agatha christie probably would not have thought that was brilliant no no because at the end of it, it again i was like there was just a lot of things where i'm like but but what happened to this and that's always a bad sign at the end of a book where you're like but, but what about this? It reminded me of, did you guys ever watch this TV show Lost? Yes. They kept opening up these, these different avenues without closing things. So then by the end of year, like, there's yes. 20 different things yes. here. What the, I, I had to, actually, yeah. I had to I stop I had to stop too. It's like the movie Inception. Yeah. Where you just sit there and you're like, uh, what? I think that, Yeah. But I don't like it because, you know, when when I read a book, when I'm finished with a book, I want to feel closure. Mm-hmm. I want to feel, okay, this, this story is done. I feel satisfied. This book was deeply unsatisfying. I think that he tried to do too much with it. I think that yeah. if it literally yeah. would have been where he comes and tells her that her husband's cheating and mm. so she kills her husband, which, you know, I mean, that, that happens a lot. And... Mm-hmm. Then she goes into being silent, and then he helps her, and let's say he helps her, and she gets her talking. If it would have ended like that, it would have been a just fine book. Uh, I think yeah, he tried I, to make these twists and turns. Like, figure out why she's silent. Because she yeah, was fascinating. Sense, yeah. And her story could have been so cool without Theo's being cool. Theo mm-hmm. could have just literally been the psychotherapist that works with this demented patient mm-hmm. who has some amazing secret to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, she has been holding... I mean, when you first hear the silent patient and you read the thing about her being this, she completely does not talk after she kills her husband, oh, I was expecting the, some, like, oh, amazing yeah, things. really delve into that. Why is she The jacket of what this book on? was better than the book. Most definitely. Like, it was, it, I got me so excited to read this. I was yeah. like, oh, this sounds so great. And that's part of the problem is because I kept reading, like I read it in one in one sitting because I kept waiting for like, okay, now, now it's going to be her turn, right? Mm-hmm. It's her turn, right? And then I'm towards the end and I'm like, it's her turn, right? Like it. Yeah. When? When is it her turn? It her turn? And it just, all that did was make me angry at the author, but. Leo or Theo was boring, boring, boring. It made me angry at Theo. Yes. And he's talking about other people being narcissists. And I'm thinking, Theo, yeah. you are a freaking narcissist. Yeah. You don't stop talking about yourself. It's, exactly. This isn't about me, but let me tell you all about me and me, 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 me. Yeah. And my wife's a whore. Me, 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 me. So what would you guys have done to if you could rewrite this book? I would have had him Theo kill his wife. 
Yeah. Like, your wife is the one that cheated. Like, right. why are you trying to... He's like, I loved her so much I couldn't, like, break it off with her or whatever. Well, obviously she doesn't love you, okay? So, I wish that he would have just killed, you know, his wife. And then maybe, you know, seven patient chick killed her husband. And then they could, like... Well, I think I, maybe I would have delved into a little bit more of why the Alcestis thing... Yeah. Well, well, oh, that to do with that, that reminds me. The thing, the other thing that bothered me is they mentioned in here like the first time she died, the first time Alicia died was when she overheard her father say he wished she had died in the car accident oh, yeah. instead of the mother. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then the mean? second time she died was when her husband chose his own life over hers. What? But wait, she what? Didn't, she didn't paint Alcestis after her husband died, did yeah, she? Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. She did. Oh, okay. yeah, she immediately did. And Never that's what I think was... time she died. I honestly would have liked the book better if Theo went and, and like, broke into their house and murdered the husband yes. in front of Alicia. And then she became silent because she witnessed this awful crime. Yeah, And then he kills her because she realizes it's him. Like, yeah. it did not no, make so any... Because her reasoning was like, there was nothing to say. Are you shitting me? <laughs> are you are you serious? <laughs> like, why didn't you say, there was nothing to say? Yeah, like, mm. <laughs> I'm a woman of little words. <laughs> I have nothing to say for years. I painted my feelings and then I was done. <laughs> oh, and then you know the other thing that bothered me is that, you know, when she paints the picture of Theo... Oh, yeah. And it was so lame. Like, they talked about this painting, and I thought, like, oh, this is going to be so good. And and so she's in a mental institution, and she has this diary, Mm -hmm. this journal that somehow nobody Nobody's finds. Nobody's ever noticed. Nobody finds because in mental institutions, they don't keep you on lockdown with your possessions. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she paints this painting. I think it would have been so well, much more inventive. Well, when you watch Orange is a New Black because you can... Because <laughs> that's realistic. can hide all sorts of stuff, but... It was up her butt. <laughs> <laughs> I would be impressed if she could fit a journal <laughs> up her butt. But I think that it would have been much more inventive if she was going to paint this picture and she mm. had, like, written in, like, underneath the, like, paint, like, her journal and they uncover it. Oh, that would Something like cool. that versus, like, this weird journal that no one knew where it was. Yeah, like, your like, room's on lockdown. It or something. <gasps> that would have been cool. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like and then, thing. totally. Something yeah. where it was a little... It I just felt very unsatisfied at yeah. the end. And and I didn't even realize it until these ladies brought it out in me. And then I was like, <laughs> F this book, I'm yeah, done. But yes. Yeah. So well and then supposedly he was all nervous. He's like, I gotta find the diary. And he searched everywhere. Right. Except for in the painting because he hated it so much. And that's <laughs> yeah. where that's where she hid the journal because she knew he wouldn't like the painting. Like it just are you're so stretching that it makes me want to puke? Like it just <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really that's feel. That's how I really feel. Like no, no, Alex is that his name? Alex? Yeah, Alex no. McKnight. Like ladies, no, like like McKnight. It was just Come frustrating. On. There were so many loose ends. How so like feel... rolled or like the journal rolled, like pages rolled around the toilet paper roll, and then toilet paper over that. Yes. So, so nobody finds it until the end of the roll, and they're like, "What is this journal?" <laughs> <laughs> See, right? If we rewrote this book, I would have left out all the family stuff. 
I would have had Theo murder the husband and his wife. And she witnesses it so that she becomes silent. And then he knows she witnessed it. So now that she's silent, he wants to make sure she doesn't get the truth out. So he's working with her to have time alone. And he gets, like, threatening with her. And, like, come on, Theo. Have some fucking balls. Because the way it was written, it was like... Theo turned into this detective to try to figure out yes. who murdered. It was a lot. It was so weird. Know who murdered? So how? Like, is she really innocent or did she do it? Nobody knows except for you, Theo. <laughs> you know, of so all the people that you, know, eighty-five yeah. percent of that the book the is him acting like he's trying to figure out what happened. Yes. Then the last ten percent is him telling you. He actually lied to you the whole book. He damn well knows what happened. Yes. And now nothing you read in the other 85% makes any freaking sense. Yes. So, yeah. So, I, I guess jokes on us. Like, jokes on us. Ha You yeah. read. So, what started out as four-star book, it really ended up as a two and a half. Yeah. Book. We gave it a two and a half. Yeah, I think combined we gave it two and a half. This. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I was really dissatisfied after I finally realized. I mean, realized. if I was just reading a book, just like... Kind of nonchalantly trying to escape something and not reading and just mm. not really thinking about it, but just reading yeah. it just to have my mind somewhere else. It would be great. Yeah. But when we start thinking about it and talking about it, yeah. ee, it's not going to be a book that we read in high school no. that the that the teachers are going to. you teach. dissect, and that's the thing, yeah. especially with book clubs, because you get start talking about things. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. And I'm excited to kill a mockingbird. Oh, don't I? Hate <laughs> no that book. way. That book so, made me so angry. <laughs> and I'm excited. Injustice made me so angry. I'm excited to do the book club because I feel like I sometimes look at things too rosy and half full. And so I'm excited to have like. I love oh, your optimism. I'm an he optimist. Was, he had to try and kill her. He just had to. Like, oh. And so I, I was really excited yeah. to like watch the flip flop in that. I'm an optimist yeah. until I start reading and start really thinking. And yeah. then when I start really thinking about things, I can just rip things apart. I mean, mm. tear it apart. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, because even books that I love that I just adore, I know there's problems with these is my words. Did you like? That? Oh, I love that. These are my words. But <laughs> there's there's some books that I just really like, and there's problems with them, but I overlook it because I like it so much. So. Even though I'll complain right. about characters, it doesn't mean that I necessarily don't like the book. But in this one, I just was not. Again, I just felt I felt misled and lied to, but not misled in a good way where I was like, oh, I thought they were going left. And he went right quick. It was like, no, he told me clearly they were going left. And he's like, oh, the whole time I was going right. I'm like, well, that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Right. Like, you yeah. can't both, we're going left, everybody. <laughs> left. Do you see this left? Like, it just. I think my yeah. recommendation for the author is, like, have you heard of a thing called an outline? Yeah. And have, yes. like, your main points. And they yeah. should all, like, climax at the end of the book or, you know, at certain yeah. part of the book. And they should all roll up into each other. And if they don't, you yeah. need to explain away those parts. Like, it just yeah. felt very, like. We're going this direction, this direction, this direction. Yeah. But bam, we're somewhere else. And I think he yeah. thought that the shock and awe of how it ends would make you forget about all of the other inconsistencies. And you know but it did until we started talking about it. Am I right, Sherilyn? That is true. Yes. I okay. will admit it. So maybe the rest of you listeners, we just ruined it. a good book for you. But for us, 
Thumbs down. Yeah, Because I think thumbs we down. were really surprised. This has, like, four stars on Goodreads. Yeah, so it? that's what's yeah. crazy, is yeah. when you go look it up, it had, like, uh, had like 4.6. Well, they clearly didn't talk about it. Out of five, yeah. And when you read, people were like, oh, this book's amazing. It is yeah. not amazing. It's not, it's not amazing. amazing. But I gotta say, let me just say this, I've never written a, a novel, and so <laughs> I don't know that... You know, that I could put it all together like that. And there's um, a lot in a novel. I feel like we're, like, nerdily organized, though. I yeah. feel like at least we'd be organized, like, organized with... So if your main characters are doing something, it should be for a purpose. Not like, hey, I'm going to go introduce these other characters that really don't mean anything eventually. And I'm going to do these tasks with these characters, but never come back to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there there would yeah. be, like... An outline. You yes, would have, like, yes. a... Okay, like the, the goal wine. of my book... <laughs> yeah. The goal of my book is this. And yeah. these... This is how they're going to get to this end there, zone. Yeah. And all of this is going to yeah. mesh together. It, it was just... Like I said, it was like he had an intention for the book. And then somebody came in and said, oh, but what if no, you did this? that's totally And true. then he yeah. was like, yes. And they rewrote parts of it, not realizing that now you just screwed the rest of these other well, parts. Well, yeah. It's like he wrote a completely different thing where, yeah, Theo was a detective -y, But then at the end, like, the editor, someone's like, no, let's twist it this way. But then they didn't go back through the book to change it. They just changed the, the ending. And Alex, we don't know we what don't your know editors make you do. But I have a feeling you have some tool editor behind you yeah. who was like, let's make this a more exciting and he made you rewrite part of it but my word of advice is yeah. go back through and read your whole book and yeah. fix or it have some friends read it or, have some and talk friends about read it, it. Perhaps give us or your new book. Read, us read yeah, your next book. We'll read your next and book. And give us your and give you your our recommendations and Ooh. thoughts. Wouldn't that be awesome if because someday Alex, we got a I new... want your next book to be a star. <laughs> we want to we'll give make you five it stars, way. bud. Yeah, because I want, I mean, I want to read five-star books. It's yes. not that I'm trying to be stingy. Like, I want to read five-star books. It's just you got to give it to me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Are probably tired of us just hashing and rehashing. So, yeah. what do you think? What should we do next, girls? So, I think drink, drink, and drink, and drink. <laughs> um, we have the new... Book picked, I believe. Yes. But we're going to do kind of a, read the prologue, or not the prologue, but like the jacket and kind of give you our two cents on that in a, a separate. For yeah, this, so. How about for this, for, do you think for this first podcast we should do it now? And yeah, I agree. Yes, I think okay. now. So kind of just to let you know what you can expect from us, our plan, and, and this is all in its infancy, so we're really excited if you've listened to this and you have suggestions, please give yeah. us kind of feedback and criticism. Uh, we would like to hear um, what you want more of or less of. But one thing we talked about so you can hear more from us is to we would have an episode where we review the book and then we'll do little mini episodes where we talk about the next book that the um uh, one of us picked mm -hmm. and kind of read like a prologue or a first chapter and we'll kind of talk what we already think maybe the book's going to be like and read a couple reviews and and laugh about it and drink wine of course mm -hmm. um and yeah. then we'll get together and have our full length episode where we go and fully review the book so mm -hmm. that's kind of the outline we're looking at now um but since this is our first episode and we're already kind of one ahead, we yeah. do have um, our next book already going. 
And this month, uh, for this book, Cheryl picked it out. I did. So, Cheryl, I will let you um, tell our listeners what it is called and Thank who it's you. by. Thank you. So, I have chosen... Uh, what have I chosen? <laughs> the Girl Who Wrote in Silk. Yes, The Girl Who Wrote in Silk. Do you have it up? Do you have uh-huh. the author? Cause by I have Kelly it. Estes. Okay, excellent. By E-S-T-E-S. Kelly Estes. E-S-T-E-S. Yep. Estes. Like, Estes. Like, um, like Emilio. Emilio. Oh. No, that's Estes. Wow. Okay, so I am going to read the prologue. To all of you, just to give you a taste of what this book is. And already, I think this is a better book than what we read previously. Yeah. Through the writing. So, prologue. Sunday, February 7th, 1886. Just past sunset, Puget Sound, Washington Territory. Mylene felt the steamship... Is it Mylene? Yeah. I think that's what we thought it was. No, May. Maylene felt the steamship shudder beneath her feet and wondered if the quaking of her own body had caused it. You don't have a choice, father hissed. Before she knew what was happening, he prodded her to the ship's cold metal railing. Climb up, Maylene! She looked at him in horror. She'd always obeyed it without question, but this? I can't! She pressed a hand to where her heart pounded in her chest and felt the coin purse underneath her bindings. Please! His face hardened. Do not disappoint me, darter. Do it! Now! His tone made her face... No, her, his tone... Oh, man, too much wine. His tone made her fear recede long enough for her to hear her own voice of reason. It told her father was right. She had no other choice. Shaking, she climbed up on the railing to sit at the top, her hands holding tight to the wet metal bar. Beneath her right palm... She felt a pockmark where someone had painted over an old chip. She wondered if that was the last thing she'd touch before death. Before Maylene could say another word, Father placed his palms at the small of her back and pushed her off the steamship. Baba! She screamed, the words echoing as she fell. Her breath left her as she hit the bitterly cold water. Icy fingers dragged her into the void below. Somehow, she found the strength to fight. Kicking and clawing at the water, she dragged herself upward, her lungs on fire. As her head broke through the surface, she dragged in lungfuls of air between racking coughs. When she managed to wipe the water from her eyes with her fingers, she saw the ship passing dangerously close. Father stood at the railing, but his back was to her, as if he hadn't just cruelly pushed his only child to what could be her death. A wave splashed over her face, and she felt herself sinking again. This time, her limbs felt stiff, and her muscles were starting to cramp in the near-freezing water. Instinct took over, making her feet kick as she dragged her body away from the ship with her arms, as Father taught her all those years ago. She shut off her mind and swam with no idea of what she might be heading toward. Maylene's head pounded from the cold. With each kick, her limbs ached to rest, to give in to the pull from below that promised ease and warmth. She looked one last time toward the ship, but it was little more than a distant blur of light growing smaller. Her family was gone from her. Her life was gone from her. 
If she gave in to the pull of the water, what would it matter? She stopped trying to fight and let herself fall into the water's frigid grasp, willing it to carry her to the spirit world. She even saw death coming. It rose out of the water as a huge black sea monster, one glaring yellow eye boring into her aching head. Just as the monster grabbed her, she felt the void take over her mind. She welcomed it. All right, so stay tuned and check out our episode number two to find out what we think about this book. The Girl Who Wrote in Silk by Kelly Estes. 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 Like testes. <laughs> um, so that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Drug Dealing Bookers. Um, look for us on all the different podcast platforms. We're hoping to expand on those. Um, and we would love any messages or feedback. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.